0: The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. All right, y'all, bring it in. Screen over everything this week. John Brown, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Let me jump right out the bat and hit you with this question. Let's go. you had a choice, Kareem Hunt or Le'Veon Bell? (laughs)
1: Uh, Uh, came out swinging came out swinging
0: cream hunt Le'Veon bill or do you draft a running back in what round first round you're you're looking for you're looking for a starter you want a starting running back
1: so this year i want a starting running back yes not someone who might hit in the third or fourth round i'm thinking first round day one starter
0: you want a day one starter
1: because that matters. If I can get a successful running back in the third or fourth round, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at paying either one of those guys. Okay. But if we're t- looking at round one draft pick mm-hmm. versus one of those two guys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a little bit tougher question. I know. That's why I came out swinging. That's and how we know.
0: We're going to jump right into
1: it. Not everyone may like this answer. Okay. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, and it's not really that tough of a question to me. And it's
0: not about you know, and you're. We all know what baggage he has. Mm-hmm. We know that.
1: No, exactly. All what that,
0: he as, is. all that aside, Kareem Hunt. Why?
1: Honestly, a big part of the reason why is because of the baggage he has. Explain. Kareem Hunt was an up-and-coming stud, right? Yes. And then the video was released. I don't even want to say the incident happened because the incident happened well before anyone cared. The People start began to care when the video was released. Yep. So the video was, re- was released, and then shortly thereafter, Kareem Hunt no longer has a job. Is he still an up-and-coming stud?
0: I would believe so.
1: I don't think he lost anything. Okay. Does he still have up-and-coming stud value? Hmm. Coming off this incident, realistically, what would you expect Kareem Hunt to get paid? I think he's going to have to have a. He's going to have to get a show me deal. One two years for cheap. Yeah, exactly. What would you expect Le'Veon Bell to get paid? Oh, he's going to get paid. He's he's looking to get broke off. And what does a first round pick cost? Couple mil. Couple mil. Yeah. You're going to get Kareem Hunt on a one year deal for six seven hundred
0: thousand. So, essentially, you could get Kareem Hunt on a one to two year deal for dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. And still draft a uh, running back in the third round. Exactly. And then he, he can sit behind Kareem Hunt. And have time to develop. Yeah? hmm You like that? Exactly. You would do that? I would do that. that. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you start a show. That's how you start a show when you're trying to talk some football. Let's jump right into the subject. Because I want to, you know, you need to be able to talk some real football. Because there's been a lot of nonsense this week. A lot of nonsense. And a lot of it circles around...
1: I got a box of Kleenex right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Just in case anybody starts crying. Look, I'm not... I'm not going to be crying. No, there's not going to be crying. It's been a lot of that going on.
0: A lot of... Look, we ain't got nothing to cry about. Let the Saints fans cry. And they will. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Let the Vikings fans cry. They're probably still crying somewhere. Oh, they are. Let the, let the, the Bears... Let the Bears fans cry somewhere. There's been more whining in football these past couple of weeks mm-hmm. than I have seen in a long time. And people want to talk about us. People want to talk about Philly fans. People want to talk about how, you know, we're crazy, how, you know, we call ourselves passionate. Mm-hmm but they call us crazy, they call us over the top, they call us rowdy, they call us unreasonable. Yet I'm t- I, I just rattled off three different fan bases. The Saints, the Bears, and the Vikings. All of them
1: crybabies. Straight up crybabies. Okay, let's can, let can, let's let's have a moment of honesty. Okay. We are rowdy fans. Okay. We are passionate fans. Yes. We are very intense fans. Yes. And sometimes we can be overreactionary fans. Okay. But for the most part, we are also usually very intelligent fans. Yes. Like we know when it's a good product out there, mm-hmm. and we know when it's a bad product out yes. there. Yes. We know when the team choked, and we know when things just didn't go our way. Agreed. This- Agreed. This year is not a case of a team choking.
0: No. Team wins about as far as it could be expected.
1: As further than could be expected. Yes. We factor in all the injuries. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks, O-line, D-line, mm-hmm. secondary, secondary, more secondary. A couple secondary, more guys yeah, in the secondary. A couple linebackers. And then another player in the secondary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Left some tackle. And some running backs.
0: And then secondary. Yeah. but given given all that we did what we did and now we're in we did what we did we got where we were we went now it's the off season and as we walk as we welcome ourselves into the off season a little bit earlier than last year a little but bit non- yeah but nonetheless we're here a couple weeks we are we are we christened this off season with an article an article in the Philly voice I don't even know how to pronounce dude's last name. You want to take a crack at that?
1: Joseph Santoliquito. That's how you pronounce
0: his last name?
1: That's how you say his last name.
0: Uh, well, I, I, I've been struggling with that all week. I can say Halapulvati Vitae. Santo Liquito. Santo Liquito. Yes. All right. That's his name.
1: For the Philly Voice.
0: For the Philly Voice. All right. You know this? Do you know him?
1: Well, I do now know of him.
0: Did you know of him before this?
1: I was not familiar with his work.
0: Okay. What'd you think of this article? Straight up. Straight up and down. What'd you think of this article?
1: Well, for those who may not know what our article we're referring to, Okay. I'm going to read the headline. Exclusive. Sources inside Eagles paint Carson Wentz as selfish, uncompromising and playing favorites. And to be clear, selfish, the words selfish, yes, uncompromising and playing favorites are in quotes. Okay. So I mean somebody said them. Someone definitely they're, said quoting, them. they're, them. they're quoting they're someone. quoting someone. Hmm. Now you ask me what did I think of this article? Okay. Yes. If you will allow me to read a sentence or two from the article, feel free. From paragraph one, two, three, four, paragraph five. Mm -hmm. Sentence one. Mm -hmm. Over the past two months, Philly voice spoke with more than half, more than a half dozen players plus other sources close to the team. I'm going to stop there. I'm not actually even going to read the rest of the sentence. I'm going to stop there because... Okay. That was where my first issue really began. The article says... Sources inside the Eagles paint Carson Wentz as selfish, uncompromising, and playing favorites. Now, listening to that headline, it would seem as though that is bare minimum a 50-50 divide or close to it in the locker room. Yes. Or it's possible from the way it's presented that we're talking about a complete locker room disaster where everybody loves foals and nobody likes one. nobody likes one. Mm-hmm. then you read the line from the article that I just read over the course of the season they spoke to more than half a dozen players how many players are on a football team 53 53 how many are in a half a dozen because half a dozen sounds like it could be a big number. Six. When you read through half it quickly. Half Sounds like half a dozen. Like the, half like a half dozen, dozen. Is six. It sounds like a lot. Half a dozen is six. It's six. So we're talking about approximately 3% of the football team mm-hmm. they spoke to. And a, according to approximately 3% of the team, some guys think he might play favorites or be a little selfish. Mm-hmm. 3% of anything is <laughs> your typical standard deviation to, a, to stats, mm-hmm. the stats, wherein that's pretty much a irrelevant swing that happens naturally statistically. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that. It's nothing to worry about at
0: 3%.
1: 3%. 3%. 3% of your roster will be gone by February in two weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 3% of your roster will be gone. So unless you're telling me that people came out, people named Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz came out and put names to this and said Carson was being playing favorites and it messed up our offense. Unless you're going to tell me that, Mm -hmm. unless you're going to tell me Darren Sproles, Nelson Aguilar, and Dallas Goddard make up those six players, and that's my three percent. Which is the core of my skill positions. Mm-hmm. If you were talking about any other three percent of the roster, I frankly don't care. So, here is something that uh that kind
0: of stood out to me. And it, what's crazy about this whole thing, as you read the back, you read the backlash, because everyone was talking about it. This mm-hmm. was the talk. This was pretty much the, the talk of the town on Monday. Mm-hmm. Gotten so bad, Marcus Hayes was. Was, was the voice of reason. Marcus Hayes was the voice voice of reason. And he pointed out some things because he wrote he wrote an article about his uh, about, about the, the article. article. <laughs> and a couple of things that he pointed out. Said that uh he'd been working on Joe Sa- how do you pronounce the guy's last name again? Santo Laquito. Yeah. Said he'd been working on this for two months. Okay. Working on this for two months submitted it to the team, asked the team for a comment 40 minutes before the article posted. This article posted overnight on Monday. Mm -hmm. What was Monday? Holiday. Federal holiday. Mm -hmm. 40 minutes overnight. You called a business when you knew it wasn't open for comment.
1: That sounds about right. So so, uh, so, so to be clear, you're saying he called the Eagles. Yes, for a comment. He, ca- he
0: called the Eagles for a comment
1: on Monday night.
0: On Monday night,
1: forty or, or, minutes before the article. Or, ran.
0: Yes, not even Monday night. So this is early Monday morning.
1: Ah, okay. This is early.
0: This is Sunday night into the Monday, Monday morning, morning, on a
1: federal holiday. So during the week, over the weekend, going into a federal holiday, mm-hmm. he calls the co- team for comments. Forty minutes before it goes to print or yes. it goes to publication,
0: mm-hmm. okay. that's what he did. Now let me point out something else that, that 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 comes out in this article. What was the Monday before this past Monday? Two Mondays ago.
1: Two Mondays ago. Two Mondays ago. Let's see. This past Monday was, was Martin, Martin Luther King. King Day. The Monday, the Monday before, before that. that. The day after the Eagles lost.
0: Yes. Know what that is? It's clean-out day. The Eagles are there cleaning out their lockers, getting ready to go home. Mm-hmm. Giving their exit
1: interviews. Yep.
0: So guess who was there? Everybody. Everybody. Carson Wentz was there.
1: Carson Doug was Peterson there. was there. Doug was there. Howie Roseman was there. I'm pretty sure Howie would have had to be there, yeah. Alshon was
0: there. Mm-hmm. Nelson was there. Everybody. Everybody was there. He did not talk to them when he had a chance to get them on the record. Instead, he wants to go with his six. Remember, his half dozen unnamed sources when you
1: were in the building with those guys. Now, now I will say this one thing, and I am one who I've already said, Mm -hmm. if you have certain guys actually going on record putting their name to it, Then it means something. Otherwise, that being said, from the players in the locker room, Mm -hmm. especially if they're on the offensive side of the ball, Mm -hmm. I can understand how it would be difficult to just come out and say, yeah, if I said that, go ahead and put my name on it. Mm -hmm. That might not be the best Situation, it might create, not be the smartest, it move. might not create the, the most productive work environment for an offensive player if they really did feel that way to just come out and say it to the newspaper guy, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, put my name on that, he's selfish. Yeah, so but no. if there are receivers mm-hmm. or O linemen or whoever saying this, we don't know, we don't know who it is, mm-hmm. what position, anything, but mm-hmm. just assuming for a second, these guys are especially on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. It would be difficult to just come out and say, put my name on that while I'm still under contract for the team.
0: Yeah, but none, But nonetheless, e- whether you're asking those guys to go on record, mm-hmm. there are people who have an opinion. You know, we don't know if they asked Alshon or not. We, he's, It's six unnamed sources.
1: And we'll never know.
0: And we'll never know. But nonetheless... You know, you see the people who've come out since that article posted. Mm-hmm. You had a chance to talk to all of them face to face, and you didn't. Agree. You chose not to.
1: And, and and I agree. That's why I started out with the with the, with the line from the article that I read, mm-hmm. stating that he said he talked to six people, and that was an issue for me.
0: Took him two months to talk talk to. He's been working on this two months got six people
1: like the fact that the six people did opted to keep their names off it mm-hmm. doesn't bother me as much as the fact that it's only six people
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you said i spoke to 40 people and 30 of them felt this way that would mean something yeah even if i don't have the names i know mm-hmm. okay yeah this is a majority of the locker room that feels like mm-hmm. or if you don't give me an exact number just say it's a majority of the locker room i have a sense of how many you said you spoke to half a dozen players these might be half a dozen guys who never even got in the game and won't play might won't not be on the exact, roster again next mm-hmm. year you could be talking about the sixth wide receiver and the fourth tight end and the and mm-hmm. the seventh running back you know
0: Here's something else that
1: that stood out to me
0: and and because a a couple of people tweeted uh, and I'm talking beat writers, they tweeted that their sources, people they talk to don't echo that sentiment. So what kind of makes me think, all right, you're telling me that at least six people in that locker room walked past Zach Berman, Walk past Dave Zingaro, Walk past Rube. Walk past Gunner. Walk past uh, Les Bowen. Jeff McClain, Whatever name you know, whatever name you can think of. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure. Uh, is Mo still in the locker room every day?
1: I'm not sure of every day, but I believe he still gets in there. is
0: still in the locker room. These players, these players walk past all of them to talk to Joe Santa of the Philly voice. You're just disgrunt- you're a player disgruntled with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're walking past Zach Berman, past Dave Zingaro, past Ruben Frank, past Elliot Shore Parks, past De- Derek Gunner, De- Derek Gunn, mm-hmm. past Les Bowen. Mm-hmm. To talk to Joe Santoloquito of the Philly Voice.
1: Yes, he's got the biggest voice in town.
0: We're also doing. Okay. It. We're also on Facebook Live right now. So I want, to, <laughs> I, I want you. To, I want you to look me in the eye and say that again.
1: <laughs> you, you realize that I do appreciate. Some, some good sarcasm, right? <laughs> No, no, I, 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 I
0: feel you. But I'm just saying, it's like, really? You're giving this exclusive to the Philly voice? It's like, if you're, if, especially, like, say, because I've heard so many people, I've I've heard so many people say this, and I feel like it's a testament to how immature we as a society have gotten. People were saying, I think it was Alshon because all these players who have come out and spoken out about it, mm-hmm. they spoke out so quickly. Why, haven't Alsh- Why hasn't Alshon come out and, sp- and spoke out about it? Why hasn't Alshon said anything? I was having this argument with somebody on Twitter at noon on Monday. It's 12 o'clock noon on a holiday Maybe Alshon isn't awake. That's true. Also, oh, it had to Although, be. Although n-
1: I'm sure his phone was ringing by that point in I'm the sure, morning. I'm, I'm sure it was.
0: I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. But here's the thing: if you know it, if you know an article is BS, mm-hmm. the star, the leaders of your team have come out and called it BS. Are you really that pressed to address it?
1: Let's well, see, that's a funny question these days. Because it's one of those darned if you do, darned if you don't yeah. type things. If I come out and address it, then I look like I'm being defensive.
0: Mm-hmm. And if
1: I don't come out and address it, then it looks like I got something to hide uh-huh. maybe I said. It's, today's media cycle, and and, and we're part of it these mm-hmm. days. It, it's it's a lose-lose for athletes. Half I, feel time. Like,
0: I feel like this article I feel like this article was an example of a writer doing just enough legwork to say just enough legwork where you can't say he completely made this up. Mm-hmm. He spoke to somebody.
1: He definitely spoke
0: to somebody. He got some quotes. Mm-hmm. He might have Completely disregarded context. Now, that, he, he might have completely disregarded context. He really didn't get the team
1: the, we ample
0: do, time to respond.
1: We, now, we do have to consider, though. Okay, the editor for Philly Voice did come out and say that he verified sources. Okay, so. I won't go so far as to say he made this up. No, I I,
0: I don't think he made it up either. I I don't. I, like I said, I feel like he did just enough work where you cannot say he made it up. It's not made up. People said this. Mm-hmm. Somebody on the team said this. Whether they said it in a fashion that was meant to be derogatory is remains to be seen.
1: How many ways can you call someone selfish, uncompromising, and playing favorites without it being derogatory? Um,
0: You talk about Tom Brady. He can be selfish, Mm -hmm. uncompromising. Mm -hmm. What was the other word? Playing favorites. Playing favorites, yeah. You've seen Tom Brady yell. I've seen Tom Brady yell at offensive coordinators all the time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I watch Aaron Rodgers do the exact same thing. Ben Roethlisberger.
1: I've ne- but that's true. Yelling at coordinators, getting upset, being intense. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of anyone describe Tom Brady as selfish. You think? Never heard it. I think if you Google it, you could find it. I mean, we're talking- Would you be surprised? I would, actually. Why? Because we're talking about the guy who takes less money every year to win. Mm-hmm. We're talking about about a guy who works with any receivers, just spreads the ball around. That's not a guy who plays favorites.
0: Well, I think, once again, it it speaks to how you you define
1: selfish. But now, if you're talking selfish within the team, Mm -hmm. we're talking about someone whose personal goals are more important than team goals.
0: Okay. But do you think that was what –
1: or – Yes, I do think that's what the, per- the person in this article is saying about Carson Wentz. Because if you're talking about a player mm-hmm. is selfish to the point where all he wants to do is win, mm-hmm. who cares?
0: But that's just it. Now, if you're but, say- but, but, but what I'm saying is how do you know that's not the context that when they called him selfish in the sense that okay, you know what, he be- Carson's someone who he wants to win. He wants, he wants to win, and he just saw his backup win without him. Mm-hmm. He he wants to win and he just saw a team that was struggling with him seem to put it together without him. Now, of course, we can break down. We know the reasons why, you know, mm-hmm. that's we, we know that. And we know the context of why they were able to put things together under Foles where they weren't able to do it with Wentz. But nonetheless, there are people who are not going to look at the context. They're not going to look at the facts. All they're going to see is, hey, this team was five and six under Carson. Mm-hmm. And they were, what, three and one down the stretch with Foles. Right. Beating the Rams in L.A. I have a couple of questions beating, and beating the Texans. So, of course, you know, selfish in the fact that he wants to win and he wants to be the guy.
1: I have a couple questions. Go ahead. Did Carson Wentz focus on Zach Ertz too much this year in the offense? Too much? Too much. Did too many of his throws go to Zach Ertz?
0: Seeing the fact that he caught so many of them, maybe, maybe not. Yes. Yes?
1: Yes. Too many of his throws went to Zachary's. Okay. He did not go to the outsides very often when he was playing this year. Okay. Whatever the reason was for that, Mm -hmm. because we did see him do it last year. Yes. We didn't see it this year. Yes. Then, the microphones on the NFL broadcast are very good. Yes. They're very good. Very good, yes. Agreed. Would you say it's fairly common to hear Carson get to the line and yell, kill, kill? hmm That means he's changing the play, changing right? Changing the play, yes. So that's Carson doing what Carson wants to do. Okay. These are things the article says happen.
0: hmm
1: So I won't, I can't mm-hmm. objectively just say, this guy had, there's absolutely nothing to what he's saying. I can't just write it off like that. Mm -hmm. At this point, because of, and simply because of the level of camaraderie that the guys seem to display towards each other, Mm -hmm. I think it is being overblown more than anything else. Okay. But, But I can't just flat out dismiss call, it and it say nothing. it's nothing. Okay. I think there is being a lot more made of it than it needs to be. Okay. But I can't just flat out say nothing yet. Okay. I want, to, I want it to be nothing. I'm leaning towards nothing.
0: I will take it being overblown. If I can't... If I definitely can't say, think it's if overblown. You if you can't say it's nothing, I will definitely take that it's being overblown. Oh, I definitely
1: think it's overblown.
0: Because I mean, because once, once again, I feel like And what what I'm, what I am saying is I understand your, I understand your point about not, about you can't just completely dismiss it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You can't call it nothing. And I'm not going to call it completely made up. I don't believe that. I don't believe that a person could come to this, this be at this level of the game. Exactly. You're in Philadelphia. This is market four. Mm-hmm. You can't be up here, in Market Four.
1: You're in the big time. Yeah, you're
0: in the big time. You can't be here in Market Four and have a completely made up story. Mm-hmm. And just the and, and what's what's interesting is although there are people who have poked holes in the story, for the most part, writers in this story have taken up for this for for this writer. Mm-hmm. Just the way the same way there are players taking up for Carson, there are people taking up for this writer. Exactly. So, you know, he might not be a bad, you know, I'm you know, we're not out here to to attack his character. But I just feel like there's enough factors to give this thing the side eye. I'm giving this story the side eye. You know, it's, it, it's just too much. I mean, it's like the, the things that just don't make sense. And I know that there are people who just want to be a story. You know, I talked about the immaturity of people. There are people, you know, it's like we hold we hold people to our own standards. Not everybody needs to, not everybody's out here tweeting everything. You're not on Facebook, are you? No. Uh, not on Facebook. I've no been need. on
1: Facebook yeah. for close to six years now. Six
0: years done with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Me, I love Facebook. I'm always on Facebook. Ain't for everybody. You know, I respect people who don't do Facebook. But it's like, I don't, you know, because you, I don't expect you to embrace Facebook like I embrace Facebook. You understand? Mm -hmm. So if I'm out here, you know, I'll go on Facebook, be in a Facebook group, whatever Facebook group it is, and I give somebody some smoke. It doesn't matter. I don't hold you to that. I don't need, you know, pe- I will go on Facebook and argue your points. <laughs> I will argue things that you've said on our show. <laughs> There's a, uh, I can't remember which group, but I shared your opinion on why the Sixers should should consider signing Carmelo Anthony.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and this girl jumped up. She was, oh, she was
1: so mad. Of course she was. Oh,
0: she was pissed. She told me to delete my account. Mm-hmm. She told me. I got to I, I got to show you the exchange. She did it twice because you talked about it on our show twice, mm-hmm. and both times I went into the group and said, "Hey, check out our podcast. Mike Jones talks about why well, didn't even say Mike Jones? It's like whatever. You're on the show. We're, we're a team. Like, we talk about should the eagle uh, should the Sixers sign Carmelo Anthony?" And she got pissed every time. But here's the thing: it's like yes, you know what? She got mad and challenged us.
1: That's fine. Challenged
0: me. I don't expect you to join. You're not on Facebook. I don't expect you to then join Facebook just to jump into this argument. That's I good. Gi- I can give her the smoke all by myself. hmm But the fact that you won't be on Facebook challenging people doesn't mean you believe in your point less. That's true. And that's the thing. It's like, look, just because Alshon Jeffrey or Nelson Aguilar or whatever wide receiver you want to talk about isn't on Twitter arguing – Articles by some guy whose name I need pronounced for me. Just because they're not disputing this article doesn't make it true. To me, I'm weighing out the options. Mm-hmm. I'm weighing out the pros and the cons. I'm looking at the holes. I think there are more holes in this article than there are things to hang your hat on. And that's and that's conceding that you know what. There's a good chance somebody said this. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that this article is a bunch of lies. Okay. You know, but nonetheless, like you said, to your point, could be overblown. Probably overblown. Probably ain't as deep as what the way this dude is making it out to be. But nonetheless, got him on an NFL Network. Got him on Mike Missinelli's show this week. Got him on uh, on uh, Farzetta and Trey. Mm-hmm. Got him on Six Ten. He's a household name this week. He's getting dragged at this point now, but still, he's a player now.
1: Now I have I have this other question to ask. Okay. Being in Philadelphia, yes. Knowing how this team feels about their Eagles, Mm -hmm. what do you think this reporter has to gain from running a story like this?
0: Notoriety. He was the only person who said it.
1: But do you think this is the type of notoriety he wants, realizing this could make you the joke of Philadelphia? If if you're running a story that's like this, that's not well-founded, you're the joke of Philadelphia.
0: I think he shot his shot. Because initially, when when the story broke, you know he's on Twitter, people are are engaging him, mm-hmm. and one thing that people were were bringing up was that this guy's kind of had an anti Carson bias. It's in his tweets. He's he's been a very vocal critic of Carson Wentz. And people wondered aloud was this bias, how much did this bias play into how you presented this story? Mm, okay. And his initial response was, you know, ca- kind of, it was kind of like mocking people. Like, oh, look at all the blind, you know, all these blind Carson fans. Mm-hmm. You know, look at these people blindly find, you know.
1: Yeah. The mm-hmm. Stepford fans, yeah, yeah. that's was, that was actually the word he used on Twitter. Yeah, called them Stepford fans. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's the that that's the angle. Mm-hmm. So you know, in this day and age now, where snark is almost as important as substance, more, yeah, okay, so be it. You know that that's where we are. You know, and once again, I I I invoke the conversations I've had on Facebook. You present you made a you made a uh, a case a couple weeks ago. Why should the Sixers sign Carmelo Anthony?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did. And although people could easily agree and disagree, you made the case for it you laid out, an you know, an opinion why you feel like, not just because it's a name, not just because of whatever stats he, he oh, put out in the past. knows
1: me, they know yeah. I'm anti-Melo. Yeah, but when so I'm... So if I'm making I'm, a case for Melo, there's yeah, gotta be some sort of...
0: But that's just it. You made a case. There's just people who's like, you, they hear Six has signed Carmelo, dude, shut up, man, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... But that's what I'm saying. And so people, you know, he he shot his shot with this article. You say, what does he have to gain? You know, hey, his article was on the tongues of so many people. His article was on the minds of so many people. And as people started to poke holes in the article, he defended it with snark. Mm -hmm. In the hopes that more people because we value snark over substance,
1: more people would follow suit. And in a, in a lot of cases, I would s- see that as potentially having something to gain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not in Philly. Not in Philly. How so? I think, th- I mean, this. Philly is not only is it number four market, mm-hmm. it is a notoriously tough market. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. With fans that are known to be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. you put out a fugazi story in philly you know the holes are all going to get pulled put pointed out of it if there's a loose thread mm-hmm. in your story in philly it's getting pulled on
0: but also you know what this city is also known for this city embraces the whole the concept that there is not a there is not a player on a on a football team on this team more popular than the backup quarterback and what we've seen so far is that there are people refusing to accept that, hey, you know what? The Eagles had two pretty good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, one of them has to go.
1: That is very true. That that's people, the case. People
0: are struck, but people are struggling to accept that. Mm-hmm. And to justify the fact that they don't want to let one go, people feel like they need to run down the other.
1: I, that's true I see. I can see that it's like okay
0: it can't be hey look you know what I know what Nick Foles has done I know what he's accomplished I've been a critic of Nick Foles for years but guess what that man won a Super Bowl that man went on an incomparable playoff run and then followed it up with almost another one mm-hmm. I understand and respect what he has done however this is the t- this is the player we invested in he is still young mm-hmm. he has proven that he can play at a high level even though he hasn't proven that he can stay healthy
1: that is his one major concern mm-hmm. this
0: however let we need to roll with we this is the guy this is our guy but there are people who say hey you know what we need we should keep nick Foles. look at everything he's done look at everything carson hasn't done and let's overemphasize what Carson has not done in order to justify why we're keeping Nick Foles. It can't be we have two, two good quarterbacks, we just happen to be going with Carson because he's younger and we've invested in him. It's we need to keep Nick Foles because Carson sucks. And you know, and I know, all right, yes, you know, there are question marks about his health. Mm-hmm. There, and some of those question marks about his health have leaked into questions and conversations about his ability mm-hmm. but we both seen where both of us having watched the games feel very confident that Carson Wentz when healthy can play at a high
1: level when healthy yeah, yes. absolutely. okay but it's like I do have questions about his ability to stay healthy
0: yes uh, understood but Those questions about his health aren't good enough.
1: Aren't good enough. Aren't good
0: enough to substantiate a conversation about why we should be keeping Nick Foles. So people who want to keep Nick Foles, instead of just saying, Hey, you know what? Hey, Carson has questions about his health. He's like, no, we got to make it look like Carson sucks. And you know you can't have. You know you can't say Carson sucks. You might not like him. You might not care for him. He might not have done. He might not have gotten you where Nick Foles has gotten you. But you know Carson
1: Wentz doesn't suck. He absolutely does not suck.
0: Carson Wentz isn't garbage. So what do you do now? Oh, Carson Wentz? Oh, wait a minute. Eagles are complaining that Carson. You know, their Eagles talking about how Carson Wentz is a bad locker room guy. There. Now we have it. Now we have our in. Carson not only can't Carson stay healthy. Carson's a bad locker room guy,
1: <laughs> and that does give you and you that people would want, people would need to create the story, something to make them feel more comfortable, more willing to accept the quarterback situation. Yes,
0: and that's but when you when you say that, what does this what does this writer have to gain? Mm-hmm. But what I think he calculated there would be because there is such a strong pro-Foles sentiment I think he banked on the fact that the pro-Foles guys would lift would would have his back long enough for him to use this story to become a better player in this city now unfortunately Understandable. Now people poke holes in the story. Whether or not it worked still remains to be seen. He's gotten a lot of criticism, but there's still a lot of people who feel like this team should stick with Foles. And there are a lot of people who will still who, despite everything we talked about today, will still be like, you know what? Uh,
1: I'd rather stay with Foles. So you don't see. Any validity to at least, or any value to at least considering keeping Foles over Carson?
0: Honestly, I would would take it back to how I felt about Bradford. In the sense that, you know what, I thought we should have kept Bradford up until we saw what Minnesota was willing to offer him. I'm saying you gotta blow my you if if a team offers a blow your socks off deal for Carson, then you know what? Hey, thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Nah. Thank you. You know, welcome, welcome to long term contract, Mister Full.
1: Now, see, I see that differently. I see that differently for this reason. Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford was at best an unknown. Okay. He had literally accomplished nothing in the NFL other than cashing paychecks. Okay. Nick Foles has accomplished a lot Mm -hmm. in the NFL.
0: Okay.
1: He is easily the most accomplished quarterback in Eagles history. Mm -hmm. Easily. Yes. So trading him is a different discussion than trading Sam Bradford altogether.
0: No, no, it is not. But let me explain to you why. What I'm saying, it's not about comparing what Bradford has accomplished to Foles. I'm saying what the comparison comes in with what we got for Bradford. Okay. What I'm saying is if somebody's coming to the – well, you know, before I I make that statement, let me ask you a question. Do you think the deal that we got for Bradford is probably the best we could have ever gotten for him?
1: Got a first-round pick for him. But – That is like I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. and from that standpoint, I understand. Yes, but my perspective is quite different. Okay, and I say that from this from this standpoint. Mm-hmm. You, tr- when you traded Bradford, you took the deal to let go of an unknown mm-hmm. to go to a different unknown. Okay, which. A, a different unknown, which appeared to have higher upside at mm-hmm. that, so it was a gamble that made sense. Mm-hmm.
0: But now you're trading a known n- for for yeah, a known.
1: Na- not 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 really. Okay. If you get rid of Foles, you're getting rid of a known. Okay. Well,
0: you if you told- get
1: if you get rid of Carson, you're keeping an unknown and getting rid of the known. Carson is still an unknown. Mm-hmm. As much as we like to say. He had that great stretch last year, and he Mm -hmm. did where he was playing MVP-caliber football. Mm -hmm. I've seen great one-years from other quarterbacks before. And that's not to say that Carson's a flash in the pan, Mm -hmm. but he is still at least at some level an unknown. Okay. And with him being an unknown where he'll be long-term on the field, you just Mm -hmm. haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Not enough. Okay. And then... You're starting to see enough of his health where you're questioning whether or not he's injury pro.
0: So my question would then be, have you you we've seen more uh we've seen more of Carson
1: playing at a high level than we saw of Sam Bradford. hmm And I've seen more of Nick Foles play at a high level than I've seen both of them.
0: Oh, okay. So you asked me about trading Carson. hmm I'm saying if we've seen more you know, if you want to call them, if you want to call, you say Sam Bradford and Carson Wentz are both, both unknowns. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. I won't, I won't argue that point. But if we know a little, we know more to say, to say that hey, you know, if somebody wants to give me a deal, we're starting at a first round pick. Yes, I'm saying you come if you want to consider trading Carson Wentz. Like I, I think we should keep him. <clears throat> And I think you agree that we should keep him. But if you're going to trade Carson Wentz, like for me to accept trading Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. the deal has to knock my socks off. I'm not looking for an AJ Feely type deal. I'm not looking for a Kevin Cobb type deal.
1: Oh. All right, I will say.
0: You need to start at Sam Bradford.
1: I don't know because it would depend on a couple other variables. Because mm-hmm. if you tell me you'll give me. Because you got what a first and a second for Bradford mm-hmm. if you tell me you'll give me a high first this year and maybe a couple fourths in the future i'm th- I'm considering it if I know I can get Nick Foles back at a significant discount
0: mm-hmm. i'm
1: it, that and that's a variable mm-hmm but if I know a Nick Foles is willing to come back for twelve to fifteen million a year, mm-hmm. which would give me all sorts of flexibility to put keep free agents and a quality team around them, plus that high pick, plus a couple other mid round picks, that's a lot of a lot of value. But does that knock your socks off?
0: Does that deal knock your socks
1: off? Say okay. The, de- the deal so, itself, no. So, but right. what it allows me to do with my team, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: First round pick fourth round this year, fourth round next year.
1: But that's also including the variable mm-hmm. of knowing I can sign foals okay. to a discounted deal. Okay. Not just a – Given all – what I'm saying,
0: g- a, g- all everything that you just asked for falls into place. Mm-hmm. Does that deal knock your socks off? A first and four-fourths. Does that knock your socks off?
1: Knock my socks off? Yes. No. Am I willing to do it? Quite possibly. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I'm giving it serious thought. Okay. Okay. And, but that would be with the mm-hmm. contingent of knowing Foles is coming back at a deep discount.
0: Okay. All right. Well, look, you guys tell me what you think. What would it take? What would it take to consider trading Carson Wentz? What would you need to get? To consider trading Carson Wentz, hit me up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com BITW Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports.